When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. You've landed in the middle of somewhere. Thanks for hanging out. Cy Amundsen. What a day, everybody. I showed up all enthusiastic with a little bit of ba with the ba in my step. And here comes old Grumple Stillskin rolling into the virtual podcast. Dude, we're about to do our first ever non-Chad's Mom two-part episode with a fucking maniac. And you know how grown-ups record both parts one right after another we're like let's take about nine days in between these two and i gotta be honest you're showing up with a different energy for this one yeah there's gonna be a different energy i was really happy to hear Rand's stories last time uh, about uh you know the pool and everything that made me laugh very hard nothing's really gonna make me laugh hard today just a little heads up and uh, it's because um i found a bug in my bed and I don't know what it is. I Technically, it makes it a bed bug, right? Sure, You've always yeah. got that uncle where it's like, hey, is that your girlfriend? You're like, well, it's a friend that's a girl. That's a girlfriend! <laughs> so this is a bed bug. Technically. Yeah, and sure. uh, people are like, uh, hey, you look like you've been exercising. This, is, this has been going on for four days. Okay. You look like you've been exercising. Well, that's not true. But what I have been doing is I've been setting my alarm for 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and 5 a.m., and I get up and I turn a fucking spotlight on like someone's trying to get out of a prison. And I take all my sheets off my bed. And I've been, I, I don't know if you know how hard it is to lift up a king-size Tempur-Pedic, but it's like dead weight. It doesn't have any, any shape to it at all. When I moved it up, my son, Isaac, we couldn't figure out how to move it up way up to my room. And he had to drape it over his head. He looked like either a walking taco or somebody who is really bad at making uh, Christmas costumes for Mary. He just looked like he had that thing over his head, like, Mary, did you know? And so I'm, I'm He's like tossing this. like a discount this, wise man. Yeah. And I'm tossing this thing in the fucking air like it's pizza dough. I'm spinning it around, checking all corners, checking everything. And there's no, there's nothing to be found. But it's driving me fucking nuts. I mean... I honestly think if you have prisoners of war, you put two bugs in their bed, tell them they're bed bugs, and then watch these motherfuckers never sleep for the rest of their life. That loud noise shit, unnecessary. You don't have to wake up the whole prison. Put two bugs in there, and then uh, have them Google bed bugs, and then it's the bug is too small to actually see what it looks like, the real bug, and so you have no way of really comparing them. And so I'm going nuts. Sure. I have, I have deloused myself several times. It's winter, right? Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to take that many showers during the winter. I Correct. mean, you know, dries your skin I think out. Like, yeah. Sure. Well, issue. my my skin cracks when I move. Right now, I have open elbow wounds because my skin <laughs> is so dry. It has been driving me crazy. And so, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to take a step back. I'd like to watch you guys have a very fun time. I'm going to be a podcast voyeur. And, uh, you know, I'm going to jump in if I can. I, I don't know how funny things will be. And maybe you'll hear me do things like, Ugh. maybe I'll be making those guttural old man pissed off noises. I don't know. But who the fuck brings bed bugs to a hotel? I'm not a dirty person, but I have to travel. And I always check the corners of the mattress right when I, it's the first thing I do. I don't even bring my luggage in. I go in like a goddamn uh, special agent, you know, like I'm on the president's detail, making sure there aren't any shooters on the roof. And I'm checking the corners of my mattress. And uh, I'm tired. I'm fucking tired, okay? <laughs>
I'm really happy that you're here. Let me first tell you that. And that there it's are- great to be here. It's great to be here. Sure. And I mean, let's just get right into our guests because I'm not I do not accept you being a voyeur. I anticipate you being heavily involved and I anticipate this pulling you out of your little. Um, oh, you want me to be involved? You got it. Ran, tell us a fucking story. Hi. <laughs> Ran, Ran is dressed. What was that name of that Ben Affleck Christmas movie where he bought like his way into Christina Applegate's uh, family? He was like surviving a rich guy. Surviving Christmas. Surviving Christmas. You look like yeah. James Gandolfini in Surviving yeah. Christmas. Yeah, dude. Ran, Ran has on a Santa Claus hat and the same Italian face that he brought last week. <laughs> And, but it's a car. It's a Carhartt Santa Claus hat. <laughs> he looks. He looks like a guy. Like, San, like Santa Claus has been building homes for you know. He's he's gone to a third world country and he's showing people how to build homes. Yeah. He he looks like a guy who's trying to convince everybody that if you buy his pasta sauce over the holidays, he's going to donate a percentage <laughs> of it to a good cause. Dude, I want you to address me with my as my holiday name. It's Ranta. Thank you. And I'm <laughs> no chance. I'm Come all on, in on boys. Ranta. I'm a Come big on, Ranta guy. I Call love Ranta. I hope you both get bed bugs. <laughs> you don't have bed bugs. You have a bug in your bed. That's it. Yeah. You don't have bed bugs. You, and take it from a guy you who would looks know if like it's a he's bed bug. seen his fair share of bed bugs. I have. Ran. I have seen my fair share of bed bugs. I've never personally had them, but my friend Mark had them, and we battled those fucking things for months at his house. I helped him. He was ripping up carpet. You don't have bed bugs, Chad. If you saw one bug, you're fine. Rands, you don't know this, Chad, and I know you came in here with this big speech prepared and you're grumpy, but Rands' maternal grandfather was a bed bug. So if there's yeah, anybody right. who, who knows bed bugs, it's Ran. Ran, you lecture him. You tell him Just, what's what. Giuseppe Bedbugio. That's right. He, 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 <laughs> and you would know. You would know if you get those knee pits bit. You're fine, dude. You're all right. There's no, you don't got to worry about it. Just start sleeping in a sleeping bag outside if you're that worried. Let the bed bugs have your house. Ran, no, you- because listen, they, they don't have to have a meal for up to 100 days. <laughs> These fucking things. How do they? St- how don't get it? I don't get it. I have done so much research on bed bugs. I could graduate with a PhD in bed bugology right now. They could, it's fucking crazy. Well, they don't need a meal for one hundred days. Then they could have been. Then they could be here tomorrow, and you wouldn't know for a hundred days. I, I got a. I can't be. Popular. I got a pitch we live for in you. Constant fear. Convince the. Uh, convince the bed bug that her husband has an autoimmune disease and she'll become real scarce. (laughs) (laughs) Ranta Claus. Yes, ho, ho, yes. Bring, why don't you bring your big dumpster ass in here and let's continue the theme of you getting fired from places. And let's talk about uh, your bathroom schedule at at the warehouse. Well, I hated my warehouse job because, you know me, I told you on the last episode, Papa loves getting fired. It's my number Stop one. Stop just for a second. Yeah. Can you turn your hat around? I can't get over the fact that you have a Carhartt Santa Claus <laughs> that's hat. Why that's the only reason why I bought it. It's look like It looks like you stand around a work site and just go, chimney needs to be bigger. <laughs> yeah. More brick on the chimney. <laughs> Technically, right, those are reindeer. Technically. Technically, they label. are. Yeah, they are. They are reindeer. It is drizzling, and they are deer. Hey, so this is what happened. I worked. By the way, Carhartt Santa, Carhartt Santa is way into coal. Oh, loves coal. Number one move. Carhartt Santa is furious that they're trying to get rid of the coal industry. (laughs) (laughs) He votes only based on coal. Yeah. Carhartt Santa. He loves dropping extra gifts off in West Virginia, even though the coal industry is only th- only employs three percent of West Virginians. He, he goes in the West Virginians chimney and kisses all the coal miners on their cheeks when they sleep. Special treatment. <laughs> if I could suck out your black lung, I would. I love you, Santa. Out. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Carhartt Santa, tell us about your warehouse. Uh, my warehouse has got a bunch of little elves in it. I well, so what happened is I uh, I just got a I just got a job as a boy as a nineteen year old, and, and I don't know if you know this about everything about so me. So three hundred years ago, 
312 years ago. I, I, I hate, I hate working. I'm bad at it. Always have been. I hated school. I don't know if I have an attention problem. But I definitely have a wondering brain. I know. Problem. I, got, I, I actually, I, I actually of, know the answer to that. You do have an attention problem. Yeah, Confirmed. I got speed brain. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you, both of you, and you also. Have, did you ouch. say? Did you say speed brain? You have speed yeah, guess, brain. My mind's always like. I can't help. You're it. the fucking. You are the personification of an eight ball. What is that? An eight ball? Like a oh, like cocaine? You're saying a cocaine? Yeah. Yeah, I've never done cocaine in my life. You know, well, Rand, you're the personification. Start. You're the personification of an eight ball. If somebody puts you in a pocket too early, they lose. Yeah, that's right. You get scratched. Well, I couldn't say speedball because you already said speed, and I'm a professional. Right. Uh, but also, I was going to say something. Can't remember. Keep going. I'd just like to dynamite. I'd just like to <laughs> compliment you, Ran, on an excellent job of branding. As Chad knows, I'm a big branding guy. I love when people mm-hmm. call shitty stuff clever things so we can spin it positively. And calling your destructive inability to converse with your friends speed brain. Yeah. Mamma mia, that's a good sauce. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's, that's why I have a podcast by myself. All the ones with my friends have failed. So I just don't don't know what it is. I get bored really easy. I'm not a narcissist. I don't think everything's about me, but I get bored really easy and I want to not be bored. So I'm like, well, how can I stir up the pot? You know what I mean? How can I mess around? How can I tinker with something to make my day more fun and the day of others more fun? Well, in a warehouse, there's no fun. Okay. Everything is fucking bullshit. Everyone's grumpy. Nobody's happy. They're all getting cold for Christmas. They're so the only thing instead of putting shit in boxes for one of those companies, like not Wayfarer, because I never stuffed a kid in a box, but what are those what are those companies that sell like like wish? Yeah, like that that kind of company. But this is before all that. But anyway, I worked at a place like that, like some shitty like when you live in a prefabricated house, they give you like the furniture catalog. I worked at the furniture place. You know, we would put like credenzas in a big box and that job sucked my butt. Okay. It was bad. I'm not like, a, I'm not like a, I'm not a prolific uh, pooper. I'm not a prolific farter in my life, but I took, and I'm not kidding before lunch, I took 11 bathroom breaks a day for, I mean, how long do you think I last this job and give me the over under long enough to get that hat? I'm going to give you over I under. I got this hat this week. I'm going to give you over under. Uh, you lasted uh, three months. I'm going to give you a 19 years old. Yeah. I'm going to go with five and a half months. Oh my God. I lasted four weeks. Uh, so, <laughs> so I would, they desperately needed people to work and I would just go to the bathroom constantly. And I would sing this song when I walked past the desks, getting paid to poop. I'm getting paid to poop. Right. And I just kept going to the bathroom. I didn't poop. Sometimes I would stare in the mirror and go, you don't need to work. You know what I mean? I just talk to myself and I, you know, pep whatever. talks. Yeah. So eventually one of the one of the boss men this guy he knocks on the door while i'm in there this guy's never done this he knocks on the door his name is jeff i don't remember his last name or i'd say it jeff go to hell jeff i hope you're on fire right now and i opened the door and when i came out of the door he's just standing there with a little shirt tucked in he's like what are you doing in there and i was like well jeff that's none of your business and uh he goes do you he goes do you have a medical problem and i go i i do <laughs> and he goes what is it and i was like i don't feel comfortable telling you and he goes well i need a doctor's note if you're going to go to the bathroom so much and i was like that's that's i can't i can't give you a doctor's note this is my job this isn't like you know what i mean this isn't like a this isn't like a government job i'm putting credenzas in a box i'm not giving you a doctor's note and he goes let me talk to you in my office which is just a big lunchroom and guys i love to be taken to a separate location to be dressed down 
<laughs> well, I, I love that you go, I'm not a narcissist, but the only person you're willing to talk to at work is yourself in a mirror. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, everybody there sucked. They were all, <laughs> I mean, they were all mean, older, like uh, like Northern Ohio, just like, we, we work every day and we wait to smoke cigarettes and we go home. So, you know, I love being taken to the office. I like looking around the office at pictures of the guy's family before he yells at me. It's my favorite. I love it. I'm, I'm with you. Take me to a second location where you think you're going to have the upper hand and yeah. just watch me fucking unravel in private in front of you. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. And especially you thought, in private. You thought this was a power move? You're about to see some real concerning eyeballs. Bring it yeah, on, it's like, it's, Jeff. Yeah. You're asking yeah. me for documentation in public and I'm refusing to give it to you in public. And now yeah. you want to bring this to a closed door situation? Motherfucker, I will spit bed bugs on you. There was yeah. I, uh, one of the many jobs I lost <laughs> in my early years. I valeted cars at a, at a country club in Wyzetta, Minnesota. And I had a couple of different bosses. And Well, I had one boss and another guy who thought he was my boss. And somebody tipped me in quarters. Like, here's four quarters. Oof. And he handed them to me. And as I walked to the door, I just held my arm out like I was Dave Chappelle dropping a mic and just dropped the quarters and went back in the room because I'm not that's I think it's insulting. I think, I'm not an eight year old trying to buy a fucking gumball. You gave me. Yeah. You, he, he, he drove an eighty thousand dollar vehicle. If you don't want to give an actual piece of paper money, don't fucking valet you conch Chad. Yeah, yeah it's like. Uh, <laughs> It's like, hey, sir, there's still ashes on the coins from your ashtray. Can you yeah. give me a tip from your fucking pocket? I worked yeah. at Stubborn Herbs in, uh, on the University of Minnesota campus, and I had, like, this group come in, and it, the bill was over $100. And I brought them their physical – it was just, like, change, change. That was all it was. It was, like, 119-something. They gave me 120. I brought them their change, and that's what they left me for the tip. So I followed them outside – and then threw the change at them like a buck shot. Not a boy. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and when, when I was a younger man, when I was a younger man, I could throw some heat. It was, uh, they turned around like, what are you doing? And they came back and told my boss. And here's how cool my boss was. She didn't even like me. She was the owner of the place. And she did not like me. Yeah. But she had my back on that particular situation. That was an the 84 guy. mile an hour quarter. <laughs> For a little bit of peppered in backstory here, the guy, it was, he was known to give quarters. This wasn't a, I don't have cash. Here's yeah. some quarters. He was known to give quarters. That's his trademark. And also he was a parent of one of the children who lived in the community where I coached and, you know, coach basketball. And I was mm -hmm. at a gym working out. This is when I was still in college and I was thinking about trying to play somewhere, even though I was terrible. And, uh, he had his son was being trained by Trent Tucker, who is a very famous uh, former Minnesota Golden Gopher and NBA basketball player. Old Trent Tucker was a fine old man, dropped his face in a frying pan, combed his hair with a wagon wheel, died with a toothache in his heel. I don't think that was his theme song, but I love it. Come around downtown now, Chad. So I, I already didn't like this human man, so I dropped the quarters. And the man to, to bring you to the second location point, ran. The man who was not my boss but thought he was my boss goes, "Hey, can I, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, "Yes, you absolutely may. not." And he goes, yeah. Well, yeah. "Why don't we just step outside for a second? I was like, "Do you not want to have this conversation in front of the weird seventeen-year-old that we both work with? Fuck, what's the deal?" So we go outside, <laughs> and he gets really close to me, and he goes, "You cannot do that." I understand we all feel that way. You can't act that way. It's not a good look for us and it's not a good look for the club. And I just leaned in really close and I got really big eyes and I just went, fuck you. And then I just left. <laughs> and I like, and that guy never <laughs> told me to do anything ever again. So I think when you get pulled to a second location where somebody thinks they're gonna like, here's my dick, let me tell you how things work. I just. Sc yeah. scare the shit out of him just really be like oh he's unhinged this guy is a step away from sharpening one of those quarters and slitting my throat i take a bit of a separate approach i love that approach um but i have a neck tattoo so i can't come off as a guy 
who's a psycho when you take me into an office. I just can't, I can't do it. I, I mean, I got this neck tattoo when I was 19 and I was like, well, this is my path now. So before I, you so keep going and I know we're, we've really ran a long way from this, but I can tell just looking in Chad's eyeballs right now that we both are going to need an answer to this. You got a neck tattoo when you were 19. What is it? And what was that thought process like? Uh, it says loyal on my neck. <laughs> And the thought process was, I'm going to go get my neck tattoo. <laughs> I was like, what are you loyal to? Unemployment? I'm loyal to the game. I don't know what I thought. What do you, was, did you already have family tattooed across your chest, Vin Diesel? What the fuck are you talking about? Actually, I have brotherhood tattooed across my chest. So, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah yeah and for a dude who went for a white dude who went bald in his 30s having brotherhood tattooed across your chest is pretty embarrassing so i need to <laughs> figure out how to get rid of that <laughs> uh, you're gonna need so, to start a company called brother hoodies <laughs> and just change it yeah. oh my yeah. god yeah yeah, I don't know, man. I was a kid. I, I like tattoos and I didn't have any ideas. And I was just like, whatever words are sick. So I got a bunch of words on me. Um, yeah, I, so. I have to I have to continue <laughs> oh, to interject. I do <laughs> so think close. it's finally happened. My favorite tattoo of all time is Chad's. He had Herschel Walker. Chester Cheetah. He had the Chester Cheetah wearing a Herschel Walker jersey, yeah. and it's yeah, I love it so much. But loyal on your neck when you're 19 and you weren't a rapper, oh my gosh, what right. that's so good! Yeah, thank you. I thank you. It's a life bit, yeah, it is a life bit, <laughs> yeah, that's called that the long con, yeah, uh, yeah, it's real funny, uh, and I have zero jokes about it, so it's just there. I, I'm gonna. I'm going to get out of your way after I say this because I'd like to hear the rest of this story. Okay. But uh, the look that I saw in my eyes, it wasn't about the question about your tattoo. I'm just very itchy. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. I was You're just fine. about to compliment you for coming alive midway through the podcast, and you brought us right back down into your dirty bed. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm out of the way for the rest of the story. So I take a I take a separate approach than Sai. I I don't get intense, like I said, because of the neck tattoo. I don't I don't get intense. I don't I don't take it that level. Instead, I like to pretend like I don't know why they're bringing me into their office. <laughs> like I walk in and I'll be like, "Oh, is that your daughter?" You know, I'll like take the pictures. <laughs> You're <laughs> such a twit. I fucking love it. I won't. I won't just. I'll be like, "These are really nice chairs." Any compliment? Did you catch that fish? You know, the whole thing. And he's he's fuming. He's fuming. And this guy probably at this time is probably 34. But when you're 19, he seemed like he was in his 70s. I don't know why. So we yeah. we walk into the office and, and, and he's like, I really got to talk to you. And I was like, what about? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I love it. It's so because I and then he goes, uh, we've got you on the on the camera out on the floor. You have gone to the bathroom 11 times. That's how I knew I went 11 times before lunch. And he goes, what is going on? And it wasn't he wasn't angry. It was genuine concern. And I went, oh, you're serious. <laughs> well, that is not the right thing to say because he goes i'm goddamn dead serious like that and you know when like bosses act boss but it's like dude i'm you know i'm a shithead i got a neck tat it says brotherhood on my chest you ain't gonna hurt me you know what i mean yeah, yeah. gang so so i so i laughed at it. i laughed in his face i was like jeff that's ridiculous dude you can't tell another grown man when and when they can't and how much they can poop and um, I was like, do you at home tell your wife how much she can poop? That's crazy. And he goes, my wife doesn't work in this warehouse. And I went, really? And he was like, just get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Come pick up your check. <laughs> and I, I laughed. I just was laughing. And I walked out and I was like, well, Jeff fired me. I like the top of my lungs because I don't like I don't like angry shit. I think it's not that funny. It's funnier when you act like you don't know why. And then I never see these people again. I've never seen any of them ever again. 
I worked with these people for four weeks of my life. I've never seen a single. I think it was fake. I think I dreamed it. I've never seen one of those people ever again. You didn't see anybody else at the tattoo shop joining the Brotherhood? No, because I, I, oh, okay. I don't go get my face tattooed. That's why I never saw them. <laughs> when, you, when you finally settle your little bird wings down, Ran, make sure you don't marry a girl who likes choking. Because I think at a certain point that goes from a fetish to like something different. If you if you're married if you're married to someone who you're into choking for like twenty years, or especially if they're not into choking, and you have a yeah. word and it's loyalty on your throat, <laughs> and yeah. you're like choke me, and you've been married for twenty years and you don't like each other, and she just sees that word, she's like, I'll fucking choke you. I'll take care of this shit. Right, loyalty, my fucking. Ass. Like that's the wrong word if you're into if you're into gasping while you're goofing. Well, good thing I'm not into gasping while I'm goofing. That shit's lame. You know, I saw those guys in concert about three years ago, and they were fantastic. They absolutely crushed. Gasping while, while goofing. Goof. <laughs> yeah, they were unbelievable. They opened uh, a music fest I went to. It does. <laughs> they have a lot of mandolins in that band. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. Shout I want to Fritz. I want to. Speaking of the topic, I want to ask you a question, Ran, uh, that you can choose to or not to answer because we're both. We all have a mutual love in our life, Mike Cronin, and mm-hmm. he and I were talking about you being on this show in the 75 days in between the recording of these two episodes. Yeah. And I told him I was going to take a shot at you, and I told him what the shot was, and then he was. It was basically a virginity joke. It wasn't very clever. Real yeah. lower, like the sort of joke a guy in a Carhartt Santa hat on yeah. stage would make. Right. And, loyal tattoo uh, on his he neck. Was yeah. Loyal tattoo on his neck. He actually said, yeah. "You are not." And this was his. This was his direct phrasing. He goes, "Ran actually isn't really a big fan of sex." And I don't know what that means, but I wanted to <laughs> say that sentence to you and just let you speak on it. Well, it's true. I mean, I, I, it's not like I'm asexual. I just don't, I don't care about it. I think it's weak. And, and you're, you're not, <laughs> you're not out there. You know, if you if you have a girlfriend, you're not out there. You know, floozing around with other women because we've seen your neck tattoo. We know yeah, that right. you don't do that. Well, girls like loyal, neck very loyal. Yeah, I'm loyal to the game. Um, but uh, uh, I think it's. I've never hooked up with anybody on the road. What do you know about that? Unless you count Cronin. That's just that just makes you a smart comedian i mean i think you and i i ran i think you and i got very close in albany new york yeah we were as close as a bed bug we had (laughs) we had 24 ounce cans of white claw and we grabbed as many as we could carry and went to my room to talk about comedy oh yeah yeah and both like almost fell asleep sitting up in chairs it was like let's see who can fill their body with hard seltzer and sleep in front of the other one you're like, all right, I'm going to bed. And I was like in the chair and I left. And I don't remember how I got into my room, but I was in my room, me and my bugs. You know, when you look back at this part of your life, it was then that I carried you. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, um, I like the hang better. And I also like, if I'm out, if I'm in like, if I'm out and like there's a girl that shows some, vague interest in me i don't i don't think i need to go uh i I, that's not my end game i'd rather be like she think i'm cool you know and be like damn that guy fucking rules then i didn't try to be like so what are you doing you know i i also think hitting (laughs) on girls is like literally the lamest thing ever it's so weird that's why i live in a garage by myself so uh, you know it's fine so I've got one arm out. I well I uh yeah, I got the sleeve lifted right now. Nice. I I had to I had to mute my screen for a second because the house that we're renting has a fucking landline. And we don't even know that where it is. Me. I think it's piped through the speaker systems in this house. And Oh my god, if I get a hold of that number, fuck you. No chance. I am calling every minute. Okay, I got to figure out how to get this number. No chance. We'll, f- we'll figure we're, it out. Ran, I'm with you. I like the build-up to the sex as much as I like the sex. You know, yeah, I yeah. like the I like the human interaction, but you can enjoy the hang and the sex as well. I just I thought that was a uh, that's that's nah. an Indian. <laughs> sex is for women. Next question. 
<laughs> I, I think it's a great idea not to hook up on the road because yes. uh, who wants to travel? Who wants to travel to see their new baby? I know. Not me. I know. Not me. I know. You're like, well, I, I, I goofed. I bucked a squeaker <laughs> in a comedy club waitress. Now I got to go back to the Arizona funny farm. <laughs> also, there's. You have to have. I'm gonna get booked there once a year to give my son a birthday present. <laughs> you have to have such an impressive ego to not to hook up on the road and not let narratives about who you are and what's happening get the best of you. I remember because yeah. I didn't hook up on the road much. Um, I was just as I first started coming on the road, I was just getting over my zit beard. So With I, that jawline and those abs, you got four abs. You weren't hooking up on the road, you little tall drink of milk. Well, hey, let's be real. I didn't do the road a ton, so I I, I spent my uh, <laughs> I spent my choke time in Minneapolis. Uh, uh, but yeah. I, <laughs> I I remember I was in Grand Rapids, and there was this girl who was paying a ton of attention to me, and I was feeling really good about it. I was feeling very yeah. confident and very complimented and i was i was into it because daddy likes to be liked and it was daddy in between shows love. it was it was friday uh two shows and she's like you know i'm gonna go hang out here at the bar with my friends you know during the second show you should come out and join us after the show because in grand rapids it's this weird chad what would you call it just a complex there's just a ton of bars it is. And it's, a, it's a skinny a it's a skinny manhattanized building where you have to there's every level you go to it's like a video game you're like oh shit i gotta get from the comedy club which is on the fourth floor down to the ground level so i'm gonna have to go through a fucking dueling piano bar which is gonna be tough <laughs> and then I'm gonna, after i get through that i have to go down to a bro dance club now i could jump over the railing but they have nets there because of all the dumb fucking frat boys <laughs> <laughs> that have tried to slide down the railing and have died by falling four stories. So now they have nets. So you can't even, it's like the fucking Apple store. You can't, or the factory. You can't even jump to your death to try to get out of the video game. Yeah, frat boy nets. Yeah, they absolutely yeah. do. Be like, well, and what, Colt's in a wheelchair because he tried to jump past the rodeo bar. So <laughs> you say <laughs> Colt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I don't know that there could. We could think about this for ten hours, and we wouldn't come up with a better name than Colt. Now, what I love about the fact that that this girl has said, "Hey, come join us at the bar after the second show." I mean, that's still early for you, Sai, because you're featuring at this point. <laughs> and so, <laughs> well, he's only got twenty five minutes. He can jam down there. Oh, he's got thirty on just his zit beard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's fresh. <laughs> so I butt smack Amundsen. He'll make it down there. Don't you worry. <laughs> and so I, uh, I knew her first and last name because she told it to me. And so I went on to the internet, and I first was like, last. let's let's just let's just do a little quick search of the of old gal before you saunter into the saloon there. And uh, went on to her Instagram. She had some people who follow, I follow, who she follows, who they, that thing, you know. And I clicked yeah. on it, and it was three comedians, and all three of them were fucking creeps who I've heard talk about how aggressive they are on the road with women. And I was like, well, pass. And I, yeah. <laughs> ever yeah, since I'm that good. moment, because any, I think when you're an insecure person and somebody shows, you know, any sort of interest in you, but specifically physical interest in you, you feel very special. And yeah. I realized it's kind of like athletes. It's not like every comedian is going to every town and sleeping with random women. I, there's probably a handful of them in each city that are For like, sure. yeah, I'll, uh, I'll sleep with Michael Costa. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> I would actually sleep with Michael Costa. <laughs> I mean, I might sleep with Michael Costa too. He's handsome. Yeah, he's very handsome. Tall. He was like ranked eighth, eight hundredth in the world for tennis. Yeah, handsome. Tennis. Yeah, he's got four abs. He probably looks good wet. I also don't like to. Uh, I also don't like the. I've always respected 
the rapper mentality of having sex with somebody and, and kicking them out, but I've never done it. I don't know how, like if I have sex with somebody, I'm just be like, so are you like my girlfriend? Like I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't tell people to like leave. You know what I mean? I can't be like, all right, well, see ya. Thanks for letting me. Rock I, on you, but you know, I can't do that. So I got to be like, well, um, okay, well, I guess I'll text you. And then for the next four <laughs> weeks, I'm somewhere else. And I'm like, so how was your grandma? How was her birthday? <laughs> I say, like, fuck that, dude. I don't want it. I'm anytime I would start dating somebody when I was younger, whether it was a, a short term thing or there was maybe I, I could never, I had, I didn't want anyone to sleep over at my place because I would nope. struggle to sleep next to anyone so it was always like should we go to your place i was like yeah or your place she's like well you live right there and i live 40 minutes to the east and i was like yeah but yeah but i probably got better (laughs) snacks you probably got better snacks at your house if i'm hanging with a bunch of comics too and that kind of thing is ramping up i also don't want anyone to know ever what i'm doing so if sure. I'm like hanging with right. the comics after the show and some girls talking to me and then all the comics see me leave with someone or one comedian sees me leave with somebody, I fucking I hate that feeling so bad. The whole time I'm fooling around with that girl, I'll be like, man, fucking, you know, Jim's scooples saw me walk out with this fucking lady, man. He's going to make fun of me. She's wearing a barrette. She's got a scrunchie. She's got two head pieces on. You know what I mean? I can't do this. The whole time I'm hooking up. So I, I just, I like to be private. I like living by myself. I like tinkering around my apartment. And I don't ever want anybody over here with their smells or their bugs. Go ahead, Chad. <laughs> Rand just perfectly described someone that's going to be talked about on the news in 20 years. Oh, yeah, with, without question. I live in a garage by myself with a dirt floor so I can dig holes. <laughs> I don't dig holes. I don't like violence either. I don't. I just want a nice time, and I want to be left alone. I want to eat bagels in the dark. Ran Barnaclo, or as he was better known, the Ranta Claus killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Carhartt Kringle. <laughs> yeah. The Carhartt Kringle disappeared seven children from 2019 to 2028. Oh, oh, great. Now it's kids. Now it's kids. You're going to put kid murder on me? Because I wore this hat? Well, I yep. mean, Don't Santa's for children, me, so I, I wouldn't think you would go far off brand with the murders. <laughs> no, I'm lap not killing kids. It's not. <laughs> we're going to have to have it. We're going to have to have you on again for all your rebuttal statements. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A full three-part series on on my crimes. (laughs) Corrections page. Yeah. Let's keep going on the theme of places you've worked that you shouldn't have been allowed to work. And let's talk about what happened at Kroger. Okay, it's a grocery store. You ever heard of it? I don't know where, uh, where Kroger's are. Because I know you guys got a lot of listeners and people have other grocery stores. It's a grocery store. I can tell you where they aren't. Yeah, I can tell you where they are not. And that is Fergus Falls, Minnesota. Because I have close to 500 Kroger cards for my keychain. Yeah. And I never bring them on the road with me. And so I just keep getting new ones. But I can never (laughs) use them here either. Okay. I am signed up at almost every Kroger in America. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Lord of the Rings, dude. I think it's one card to rule them all. I don't think you need that many cards. No, I no, I I understand. It's just I never bring it with me because oh. Kroger has this weird thing where it's like three Cadbury eggs for ninety nine cents if you're a member. If you're not, it's seven thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you have it, to sign you have to do all the paperwork while someone's behind you like my kids are hungry it's like <laughs> I'm getting another Kroger card and that's like an, yeah. I don't know if that's an Ohio thing but I've noticed that every grocery store down here you got to sign up like it's an anytime fitness or you're gonna pay just an ass amount for all your groceries yeah 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 that's that's how we do it out here in the Midwest Chad so um, oh, fuck <laughs> you very much hold on Midwest. Minnesota is absolutely the Midwest. I'm saying so Ohio. Ohio's not in the Midwest. It's in the Eastern Time Zone. You dumb dick. So is so is Minnesota. No, it isn't. It's in the Central Time Zone. Like you know, like the mid. Mid. 
It's in the mid time zone. Yeah. You are in the eastern time zone. You can't be the Midwest. We're not the when east. When you're on eastern time. But you're I showed not even you in the, the mid map. or the west. I showed you you're the You're not map. the mid. Whoever made the map is a fucking clown. <laughs> you're not in the mid or the west. You are in the east. Clearly you're in the east. You're talking shit about Ram McNally now? Absolutely. Ram McClaws McNally. That's right. <laughs> you could also spit from here and land it in Kentucky, and Kentucky might as well be Alabama. Ohio's the oh, south. Oh, man. Yeah. Ohio's not the south. It's the it's the Midwest, and it's in a map. So they always say. Is it in a map, Ranta Claus? It's in a map. It's inside of a map. It's in a map. He pulled up he pulled up a map when we were arguing about this right before we almost made love because of white claws. And he pulled it up <laughs> and he showed me this map and whoever did it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. You you go to Ohio in the middle of Ohio's Columbus. You go there and you're like, "Hey man, can you tell me how to get to this place?" And they're like, "All right, you're going to go down here and take a left." It's like, "This is the Midwest." No, they no talk chance. they have like Pennsylvania accents. They have like Pennsylvania. Oh, there are I mean, no no no. There there's there's both here. There are a lot of people with Pennsylvania accents, and there are a bunch of people who are like, yeah, you trying to get to Skyline, Chili? Okay, uh, first of all, I'm going to need you to stop at Teresa's house and pick up my cousin Philip. Uh, you know, he loves Skyline, Chili. Then you kiss, you're going to you hop on. Kiss my on, dog on the lips. You're going <laughs> to Kiss my fucking dog on the lips. You go hop on Highway 85, or as I like to call it, the runaround highway, <laughs> and that's you take that yonder for about four fields. It's it's fucking nonsense. There's there is a clear divide of non, and it stretches over to the. There's a part like in between Indiana, like the Indiana Ohio border is this place that I think both sides of it are like. Why can't we just be Kentucky? They want to be Kentucky so bad on the southern Indiana-Ohio border. It's very bizarre to me. So back to Kroger. Mad. Back to Kroger. Uh, so, the, um, <laughs> so anyway, I worked at the Mid-Atlantic Region Kroger. That's what they called our region, Chad, Chadwick. <laughs> yeah, like the Atlantic Ocean on the east. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I worked at the um, – I worked at – Kroger and I would I would either work in the meat department. Uh, I'd wear a white coat and I'd get blood all over me, and I'd walk around the store and people would be like, "Where do I get that?" And I'd be like, "Lady, come on." And then, uh, or I would be in the back. Now, working in the back was my favorite. Number one, I told you I like being by myself. I'm like 17, 18 when I worked there, and it, and I worked with a bunch of wild boys in the back. All the stalkers were they were wild, and we would end up throwing damaged like canned goods across the whole back of the store and try to play amazing catches. Cause we had, uh, yeah. cause we had, um, we had one of those uh, displays with all the pillows in it. So we would all just <laughs> jump into the displays and catch, you know, a can of sweet potatoes and they'd bounce off our hands and we'd be injured. But it was like, it was fun. Going to work was fun. I used to, I used to sneak out late at night with the Botchner boys, Mark and Monty. And we would, uh, we would sneak, we'd go over the fence into the Coke plant and we'd open up the trucks and then we'd take squirt and we'd shake them up and we would throw them. Yeah. Um, maybe it was the Pepsi, it doesn't matter. But we'd throw them like grenades and try to get each other completely just destroyed Sticky. before we went back it was so great so we did same thing just lofting cans in the air yeah. it's dark so you don't dare look up yeah the sticky wars of yeah absolutely. of 1908 or whatever you were uh, sneaking into the soda factory with the botchner boys <laughs> it sounded like a fucking crime novel it was me monty and mark the fellas <laughs> we used to sneak into the soda factory and hit each other with old whistles <laughs> <laughs> so we would play we so you're, would you're diving into pillows you're diving into pillows yeah we're diving into pillows we're throwing yams at each other from about 200 yards in the back of the warehouse of kroger and uh one day my boss came up to me and he goes uh my boss tom he goes uh do you know how to use a forklift and i went absolutely i don't i do i, I do now i'm forklift certified now but 
not then. I'm 17. I barely know how to drive a fucking car, daddy. And I was <laughs> this like, is, this is pre-neck tattoo. This is pre-neck tattoo. This is pre all Well, that explains this, the lie, Chad. Absolutely. <laughs> I was just, At I was this point, he's loyal to no one. Yeah, that's right. I was just—I was loyal to having fun and riding. It's one of those stand-up Johnny forklifts with the little—it's got like the little knob, sure. and it's a circle mm-hmm. knob, and you whip that fucker around. I think it's zero turn. And so I was—he gave <laughs> me the keys to it, and then he walked away. He was like, pick up all these pallets and put them over there and I'll come back. And if something happens, just come get me. But you can't really. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so you can't really destroy a whole store with one forklift. I beg to differ. So (laughs) (laughs) he didn't even watch me attempt to start it. He didn't even want he gave me the keys and said, all right, I'll be back. And he left and I was back there like, holy shit, dude. And then so I'm standing in the thing and I'm like, I can figure this out. It's not a fucking airplane. So I'd start it. And then I and then, you know, it's got one of those like pressurized tanks to start it or whatever. So it's like so it makes that noise. And I was like scared of the noise. So I'm like, this isn't going to go great. And I figured out the up and down. And so what I'm doing is I'm putting the forks as high as I possibly can, just because I think it's, I'm like, how high does this go? So I'm picking the forks up as high as I can. And I am going, it felt like I was going 30 miles an hour through the back with the forks all the way up, but I was going probably 12 (laughs) miles an hour and I was fucking flying. And I learned that if you put the forks in the middle with the weight, if you turn it really fast you make the loudest squealing noise so it sounds like vin diesel's in the back of the kroger you know it's just me by myself and i'm fucking (laughs) laughing i'm having fun i'm i'm like "Ah, this is the best so then i run the pallets and i get some of the pallets i kind of figure it out I'm, i'm starting to put them in their proper spots all the stock and then when i get to i don't know halfway done I thought it would be funny because I'm starting to get that confidence of knowing how it moves and stuff. So I was like, oh, instead of just going this way to get the pallets, I'm going to take a long loop at the, the at top speed and I'm going to jam into the pallets as hard as I can <laughs> fuck groceries or whatever. So I take this. I went to start my loop. And I'm kind of turning blind. I'm turning over my shoulder instead of into the stuff. So I'm not looking. (laughs) Dude, you know those accordion uh, garage doors uh, in the back of every grocery store that the semi-trucks pull right up to? Sure. Man, I had no spatial awareness. And I had the forks (laughs) out still, like all the way out. (laughs) And I just, I mean, I like Wolverine clawed the entire garage i almost cut it in half the only thing that stopped it was i had pulled up so much metal that it it literally was too heavy and it stopped the forklift and i went oh fuck and it sounded like a t-rex roaring when i did it i'm like and like clanging and i was like oh fuck and so i got off the forklift but i didn't stop it or like make it not go anymore so the tires are just i'm out of the little thing i'm out of the forklift and the tires are just like squealing and it's just bouncing up against this blanket of metal and and so i jump back in i like turn it off and tom comes in the back he goes what the fuck is going on back here and i was like i don't know man i was like it got away from me my elbow hit it i was making up a thousand lies at one time i was like my elbow hit it i I didn't know where the thing and the fork just flew out for no this thing's broken i blamed it on the machine oh this thing's broken and um yeah big trouble big trouble for nothing really actually happened i mean i'm sure they're insured nothing really happened but i destroyed the loading dock for like months people were coming like the guys would come to fix it and i for some reason i would be working just to get embarrassed every single time some new hillbilly would come look at it and they'd be like dude how the fuck did they do this i'd be the one i'd be like i don't know (laughs) people are crazy you know yeah I got fucked. Nothing happened. Oh, I didn't get fucked. So great. And I was fine. Yeah. 
clearly you didn't get fired either because you were there when they came to fix it. Yeah. No, I didn't get fired. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, Tom took up for me. He was like, I don't know. He said his elbow just hit it. It was an accident. And the big well, boss that's because was like, all right. If Tom, somebody's like, Tom, does he have a license to run? Like, Tom's job was on the line if he doesn't cover for you. For yeah, sure. yeah. He was like, he told me he did. <laughs> yeah, but also nobody, the big boss was never like, hey, can I see your forklift certification? Never. No one ever said anything. I was oh, just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Plausible Tom, deniability. Like, I let a 17-year-old drive a metal cutter. What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. I let him drive Tom, a Mac warrior in the back. Tom is no Jeff. That is that is certain. Tom is no Jeff. That's true. I wonder how Jeff's doing, man. I don't care. Randall, uh, <laughs> we love you a bunch. This has been really nice. Love I'm going to let you... I'm going to let you uh, pump some things you want, but I, I want to tell everybody one thing. Uh, when Rand said okay. he doesn't do podcasts with other people successfully, which was basically the, uh, the narrative that he was pushing, um, he, he is doing one with somebody else right now that I'll tell you about in a second. But Chad, Rand and I had a short-lived, wildly unsuccessful podcast with Mike Cronin. Oh. And the premise oh, yeah. was, the premise was that Mike Cronin wanted to start this. a po- he wanted to start a <laughs> podcast where he would review, I believe, his favorite episodes of Park and Rec. I think was the situation. It was Friends. And, I think it was Friends. Uh, was it was it Friends? Okay, so it was a Friends yeah. review podcast, but he couldn't do it at his house, so he had to do it at the public library, <laughs> and the room that he reserved. <laughs> The room that he reserved, he had a conflict, and it was also re- reserved by two fucking weird creeps who like to gossip about everybody in town. Yeah. And so every yeah. episode was Mike just trying to get through talking about an episode of Friends and Rand yeah, and he'd I. Be like, would and this one, Ross and Rachel. Uh, yeah. They uh, got back together. And then in the background, it was me and Cy like, man, do you know that uh, I got – third degree Dorito burns. <laughs> <laughs> do you hear, do you hear Teresa's dad killed seven horses with a locomotive on purpose? Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wildly unsuccessful. We were able to keep it up for a very minimal amount of episodes. And now you do, I'm going to pitch this for you. Then I'll let you pitch your own stuff. He does a, a podcast with Mike Cronin called Mr. Cheeks. That's yeah. in season two <laughs> where they play former male strippers who are now uncovering secrets about their lives during their stripping days. We're in the witness and, protection uh, program. Yeah, they're in the witness <laughs> protection program. Yeah. And uh, do you want to uh, you want to punt, uh, you want to pump your mixtape and uh, oh your other God. podcast? Well, since Spotify took off all the comedy stuff, I, you can't listen to it for free anymore. Sorry, it's on Apple Music. Uh, it's called the banana tape volume one. Um, but, um, yeah, if, if you go to my, if, if anybody listening to this just wants to follow me on Instagram, I usually put what shows I'm doing. If you're around, I'm on Instagram at Rand Barnaclo spelled exactly how it is in the episode description. You change that. Did you change that from? I love Hitler. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I had to. Yeah. I got in big trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> And Rand's gonna Rand's coming with me uh, in January to Connecticut and Boston, and then March he's doing all my Texas dates too. So uh, I'm excited. that's gonna be fun as shit. I'm excited. I've never I've never been to either one of those places, the East Coast or the Mid South. Which you, oh, funny enough, you live in both those places. We love you, Rand. We appreciate I love you. Too. Thanks, you. boys. Thanks, hey, guys. Uh, there could be bed bugs crawling on my stuff. I gotta go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.